When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome. My fellow fanatical elves. This is the Cleveland Oracle Speaks. I am the Village Elliot. I am here to tell you about the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to talk about the Cleveland Browns quarterback room. I'm going to tell you about some prophecies that I have made in the past that were ignored by the Cleveland Browns, much to their regret. Turn down the music here. Give me just a second. Okay, love that. From Free Sound Music, they are a royalty-free service that are supported by voluntary contributions. I'm happy to support them. And let me tweak up the um, audio here so that hear me better. There we go. And um, yeah, you know, in Greek mythology. The uh, oracles were kind of famous in that they were given the power to tell the future uh, by the gods, but they were also cursed because uh, the people would never believe it. So the gods gave them the gift of prophecy, but also cursed them by making sure that the people would never believe the prophecy. So they always told the truth. Nobody ever believed it. And that's kind of the way that I feel about the quarterback room of the Cleveland Browns. I've always told the truth. I always explained what would happen, and uh, it happened, and nobody believes it. 
But okay, I'm going to just tell you uh, what's going to happen, and you can believe it or not, continue to ignore what happens, but it happens. Um, first of all, the first string quarterback is Deshaun Watson. That should be obvious to everybody. There are some people who have said, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, Joe Flacco was just so good. Why don't we make Joe Flacco the number one quarterback? No, that's not going to happen. You don't invest $200 million in the quarterback, actually $230 million, and then sit him down. He is not going to be a $230 million backup quarterback. Deshaun Watson is the first string quarterback. Thank you very much. Um, but, 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 Deshaun Watson is not the quarterback room. There can't be just one quarterback. There has to be more than one. Uh, how many quarterbacks should you have? And the usual answer is, well, it could be two, it could be three. And uh, through much of the NFL history, you used to have two quarterbacks when it was a 14-game schedule. When it went to 16 games, especially, teams started to have three quarterbacks. And now that it's 17 games, well, isn't 17 about the same as 16? Well, but what if you make the playoffs? Um, don't you want to win? You're talking about surviving a potentially 21-game schedule, and you want to win the Super Bowl. I think, really, you need to have uh, three quarterbacks that can play football because you want to win and you want to have a third-string quarterback that will give your chance or give your team a chance to win. Doesn't have to be all pro. Um, you know, Cleveland Browns fans are one of the most complex fans. I mean, I love all of you, but let's face it, we have been complexed um, to believe that we can only win if we have a franchise quarterback. And I and also I think that um, we really got complexed when. Uh, Bill Belichick, our our formal, former coach, sat down Bernie Kosar in favor of Vinny Testaverde, and that made us paranoid. That made us think that, my God, the second-string quarterback is plotting against us, and he is our enemy. But um, a consistent theme that I've always preached is that the Browns, actually all NFL teams, need to have three quarterbacks on the 53-player roster and they should also have another guy on the practice squad just in case that guy on the practice squad is not going to be an all-pro player. In fact, if he's too good, he's going to get stolen by the poaching system where, whereby other teams are allowed to take them off of the roster. Um, so you don't want to have a guy like that. Um, not a major investment in a quarterback, but somebody there that knows the playbook. And um, that's really as simple as that. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers actually do that. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens uh, usually do that. Um, and uh, the Browns didn't do that, even though they should have, and they got caught. Um, it's uh, inexplicable to me why this happened. But historically, the Browns have usually had only two quarterbacks on the active roster. The last time that they um, had three, um, really on purpose, I think, was 
when they had Baker Mayfield and they had Case Keenum and they also had Garrett Gilbert uh, for a while. And uh, eventually they decided to cut Garrett Gilbert and that brought him down to two. That was in the Stefanski era. Um, but Freddie Kitchens had three quarterbacks, and they decided, ah, we don't need Garrett Gilbert. Let's get rid of him. And um, that's been a sore point. I always liked Garrett Gilbert and thought that he was a guy that just never got a chance to play but actually had a very good, impressive skill set. And um, uh, he has done well in spot starts, but he just didn't have reps at the NFL level, did in, you know, exhibition season in the preseason, but not in the actual NFL season. But anyway, um, Browns figure, oh, what's the chances of two guys getting injured? That could never happen. Well, look, when your quarterback gets injured, like who? Like the Sean Watson did last season. That's the signal that you need to get somebody right away. And the Browns kind of ignored that possibility, and they said, "Oh well, we're going to, um, you know, we're going to just pretend that that's not going to happen." And uh, instead, you know, they had just traded uh, Joshua Dobbs for a fifth-round draft pick, and they were feeling really proud of themselves for getting a fifth-round draft pick for a backup quarterback. And they just felt like they didn't need anybody. And uh, so they signed P.J. Walker off the street and put him on the practice squad. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson was the only answer on the active roster. And he was a raw rookie. Uh, it was taken in like the fifth or sixth round, I think. And uh, that was it. That was it. Um, but, you know, the Browns actually started uh, three quarterbacks in 2021. And in 2023, they started five. So there's adequate uh, proof that historically, the Browns need to have um, more than just one backup quarterback. Well, I guess we could also mention in uh, uh, 2022, we had a suspension issue with Deshaun Watson. And so uh, we had to have uh, Jacoby Brissett become the starter, and we needed to have a backup as well, and that was Joshua Dobbs. So, you know, my point is, you, you know, everybody says that quarterback is the most important position, so quit neglecting it. You've got to have people that can fill that position. Um, developing young quarterbacks like Dorian Thompson-Robinson can only help the team. If you have more than one guy like that, that's not a disaster. Um, if nothing else, you can trade them for draft picks like the Browns traded Joshua Dobbs, but you need to have somebody that can really actually uh, take their place and be ready to go. That, that's my point there. All right, so what's the depth chart looking like right now? Well, right now, uh, this is you know prior to the beginning of uh, training camp, obviously, Deshaun Watson is the number one con uh, yeah contract number one quarterback. He's got a big contract and he isn't going anywhere. No, no way, no how. He is the number one quarterback. Let's be clear about that. Dorian Thompson Robinson is the second string quarterback. He is on contract. Uh, you will recall that he had five years at UCLA, put up outstanding numbers. 
88 touchdowns versus 36 INTs. He also had 28 rushing touchdowns. He was a dual threat guy. He had over 10,000 passing yards. He had um, 1,800 rushing yards. Uh, but the knock against him is he doesn't weigh enough. He's six foot two. That's okay, but he only weighs 203 pounds. That's why he slid to the fifth round. It was because of his size, I think. Uh, but anyway, he's our number two guy. He looked pretty good uh, when the Browns played him. He has a win as an NFL starter. That's a pretty good credential for a backup quarterback, especially a young kid who was a fifth-round draft pick. So we like Dorian Thompson-Robinson as the second string. Uh, I'd like him a lot more if he had been in the league for, let's say, three years. But okay, here he is. Uh, as a free agent, uh, we have Joe Flacco. Now, Flacco was outstanding last season, was the comeback player of the year in the NFL. He was the king of 300-yard passing games. Uh, absolutely a tremendous player. Uh, but he also threw three pick sixes. Uh, some people feel like he's just the most outstanding player ever. Um, you know, uh, I uh, I really like Joe Flacco, but on the other hand, I, I'm not totally in love with him because I see that if the Browns are installing an offense that's more conducive to Deshaun Watson's skill set, uh, that's not the same skill set as um, Joe Flacco. So I can see that, um, well, Joe Flacco is so good that you might want to change things in your plan to accommodate the player. Um, but I'm not sure that I absolutely have to have Joe Flacco on a team. I've got Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and also I'm going to talk about some other possibilities down the line. Um, the Browns also signed P.J. Walker last year. Now, P.J. is going to be a free agent uh, this season as well. He was signed to the practice squad uh, after training camp, and this is when um, uh, Joshua Dobbs was traded away. And uh, he is a guy that is similar in some respects to Deshaun Watson in terms of what he likes to do. He's a mobile quarterback. Um you know, an intelligent guy, a, a good leader, I would say. Uh, he beat San Francisco. That's an excellent credential. Um, and by the way, he played at uh, Carolina for three seasons and did okay at Carolina, which is not easy to do. <clears throat> However, uh, for the Browns, he only completed 48.6% of his passes. He had one touchdown and five interceptions. Um, he performed better, actually, at Carolina. I don't know why. Um, everybody kind of liked him as a leader, uh, felt that he ran the team well, ran the offense well, uh, but he didn't have good numbers for the Browns. So um, I think, you know, he probably uh, would get an invitation to come to training camp, but he's – not a lock to make the team by any means, even as a third string. Um, Jeff Driscoll uh, started a game for the Browns at the end of the year, just sort of as a mop-up quarterback. And the Browns had already clinched the playoffs, and it didn't mean anything. Uh, he's a former backup quarterback for the Bengals. He's uh, kind of a combine freak. 
He has size, athleticism, uh, can do a lot of things, but he does not have very many reps at the NFL level or even at in college. He didn't play that much. Uh, he, he did have good numbers in college uh, and limited reps. Um, you know, giving him a throwaway start at the end of the year with near zero practice time, I don't know if that was really a good idea. Um, you know, it wound up being a very sloppy game. The whole team played sloppily, and maybe that carried over into the playoff game against Houston. If you practice sloppy, you play sloppy. And if you play sloppy in a regular season game, you wind up playing sloppy in a playoff game. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I don't think it was his fault. He had near zero practice, just a few days of practice with the team. I think that Driscoll, I've always liked him. And in fact, back in October, let me just say, I told you so when it was clear that Deshaun Watson was having at least some ailments in his arm, it's not outright injured. I said, well, look, we need to sign another quarterback. Why don't we sign Jeff Driscoll, who was a free agent at that time and wound up, I think, um, being signed by Arizona later on. But why don't we sign Jeff Driscoll? And, um, you know, he was a guy that I actually really liked even before he came to the Browns. And I think he'd be viable as a number three or a practice squad. So I think he should be given an opportunity to compete. Um, he does a lot of the same things that Deshaun Watson does. Now, not at the same level, but he is that kind of mobile quarterback that likes to run uh, and has a pretty good arm and can throw while uh, on the run. So I think I think he's a interesting possibility. Um, not a lock to make the team, certainly, but somebody that could compete for a third-string uh, quarterback position. But, okay, so Flacco, Walker, and Driscoll are free agents, and they may or may not be signed. Um, they are uh, candidates to try to make the team, somebody that we should think about signing. Um, I want to talk about a product that uh, you might want to consider buying or uh, keeping up with Bernie Kosar, somebody that I had the uh, good fortune to meet at a Browns backers function at Beaver Creek Browns backers. Uh, God, it's been a while. I don't know that Bernie would remember me, but it was really a thrill to meet him for me. Um, but uh, Bernie has introduced a product uh, that's called uh, Kosar Coffee. And um you can buy it on a website. It's called kosarcoffee.com slash collection slash kosar hyphen coffee. And uh, Bernie is kind of a health food nut. Uh, I talked about some of those things with him uh, in a brief interaction that I had with him at Beer Creek Browns backers. But he's actually been, you know, he looks great uh, and is feeling a lot better. He had some problems uh, uh, for a while um, uh, with, uh, I think, concussion-related issues, but he has been getting some help for that, and things have been smoothed out um, through a combination of exercise and some other therapies that he's been getting, and he also has cleaned up his diet, and it's been working for him. He just really looks really solid, 
and I showed a picture a while back of Bernie uh, was uh, he's great friends with the Kelsey brothers. And so he was in the box with um, uh, Taylor Swift when she visited uh, Kansas City Stadium. And there's old Bernie hugging Taylor Swift. So that was kind of cute. Uh, good job, Bernie. You did a really good job. But also there he is. He's got Kosar coffee for sale now. So consider that. If you want to be uh, have the latest cool thing for a Cleveland Browns fan, Kosar Coffee. Okay, I'll pause now for other commercial announcements. Uh, once again, thank you to everybody that supports the show. Uh, thank you for our many sponsors, uh, including Free Sound Music, and also um, the sponsors that uh, Johnny Cleveland and uh, Fans First Sports have lined up for us that allow us to. Uh, put on this show in the first place um, on some of the platforms it'll be a five second pause and on other sh uh, platforms it'll be up to three minutes of commercial time and then we'll be right back and i'll pause at this time why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, then, and we are back. And, okay, so let's talk about some more. Um, about the Browns living in denial and not really addressing the quarterback room. It's not just the first-string quarterback. It's the quarterback room and the essential need to have uh, three quarterbacks. What really ticks me off is, you know, the – practice squad used to be like six players now it's 16 so why don't you have a quarterback among the practice squad a supposedly quarterback is the most important position why can't you find space for a quarterback in the practice squad why do you have like wide receivers and tight ends that never see the light of day you know you had, had guys like uh zaire mitchell payton that uh that never uh got a, i don't believe a single uh a single appearance on the field uh, for two years and uh then also um there's that guy uh so austin watkins was that his name was a wide receiver that was so impressive in preseason last year and he didn't take the field either for a full year and uh, so you kept these guys around uh, plus a whole bunch of other guys i don't even know um, but you had no room for a quarterback on the practice squad. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. You didn't have anybody ready uh, that could run the offense when you wanted to have a uh, so-called garbage time start uh, in game 17 when the playoffs had already been clinched. You hadn't prepared for that, and you wound up putting in a guy that had like three days' worth of practice. That was a fiasco. You need to have players, you know, quarterbacks that know the playbook. It's that simple. You need to prepare for that. And especially because, you know, you've got a guy 
in Deshaun Watson that, you know, we love Deshaun, but he does take more hits than the usual uh, run-of-the-mill quarterback. And, um, you know, he's going to be out from time to time. And the same, you know, your backup quarterback weighs 203 pounds. We need to have uh, three quarterbacks at least on the active roster. And a fourth quarterback on the practice squad, I think, is essential. Uh, It's just absolutely crazy. Now, uh, one other thing that happened in uh, 2023, I think Joe Flacco may have spoiled us. Um, He did the... (laughs) The, the almost impossible. Uh, it's like fantasy football. He came in, you know, uh, we signed him off the street, and uh, he came in, practiced for about a week. Okay, I'm ready to go. And he was an instant star. Now, that absolutely flabbergasted me. I would have thought that that was impossible. You do stuff like that in fantasy football where you join a team and you can immediately play. This is supposed to be real life, and those kind of things just don't happen. This is not normal. But, uh, you know, it was just really, to me, uh, miraculous that Joe Flacco was able to do what he did. Uh, This does not happen where guys can come in and throw for 300 uh, 300 yards right off the bat. This is uh, just so unusual. Just so amazing. I hope everybody appreciates how amazing it was that Joe Flacco achieved what he did. Um, Very few people can do what Joe Flacco did. However, um, maybe the Browns uh, coaching staff plays fantasy football or something, and they think that everybody can do it now. They tried it again with Jeff Driscoll, uh, managed to uh, sign him. And um, brought him with like three days worth of practice. Said, okay, we want you to start against the Cincinnati Bengals. And the results were not that great. Now, Jeff did throw for two touchdowns. Um, that was good. But he also threw a couple of interceptions. The results were not that pretty. Um, and it was just dumb. If they just signed Jeff Driscoll back in October, as little Elliot had recommended, then he might have had a better game. Uh, this I would call a FUBAR offense. And if you've been in the military, you know what FUBAR stands for. It stands for uh, fouled up beyond all reality, except it's not fouled something else. Down to all the other players. I think it was just bad for everybody, and um, I I don't think it was a good idea at all. Um, Before I want to sign off, I want to remark that there are other quarterbacks out there that are free agents that do have experience in the Stefanski system. Uh, There's Joshua Dobbs, of course. We traded Joshua for a fifth-round draft pick. The temptation to get a fifth-round draft pick was too much for Andrew Berry to resist, but backup quarterback is not a throwaway item. Joshua uh, started for the Arizona, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Then, uh, you know, that was for, you know, Kyler Murray was getting, uh, uh, you know, uh, recuperating from a ACL tear. And then when he came back in game nine, uh, Joshua was, 
uh, traded to Minnesota. And uh, he uh, started in Minnesota because of an injury situation there. And he also produced immediate results in Minnesota. Now, he was not a winning quarterback, but he did pretty well. And uh, people were generally impressed with him. Um, but, he, you know, Josh is kind of an old man. I feel like he's like 29 years old or something. But, you know, he's got very low mileage, hasn't been injured. And for a quarterback, it, who cares how old they are? They, You know, what matters is whether they're uh, sound physically, and he is. And he's a very good quarterback. For a third-string quarterback, if nobody else wants him, I think the Browns ought to make him an offer. He might be closer to the kind of uh, style of Deshaun Watson than Joe Flacco. So I think he merits some consideration as a backup quarterback for Cleveland. Mm, I said the unthinkable, but I just said it. Another guy uh, that is potentially available is Nick Mullins. He also played for the Cleveland Browns, started a game for them. Uh, he put up some big numbers for Minnesota, uh, the same team as Joshua Dobbs. Nick Mullins has also been a starter in the NFL, and he knows the Browns playbook because he played for the Browns two years ago also. Hmm. So there you go. Oh, you know, there's also a guy, uh, Sean Mannion, who played uh, – when Stefanski was the quarterback uh, coach at Minnesota, but it's been a long time and he never played for Cleveland. So I don't know if we're really interested in Sean Mannion. Sean, uh, kind of like Garrett Gilbert, never really had a chance in the NFL. The guy that I liked when he was uh, in college came out of UCLA, but he's never really done much in the NFL. I don't know if he counts or not, but maybe for the practice squad, we might think about a guy like that. Um, my plan for quarterback would be to bring in a whole bunch of guys in training camp just so you can have lots of practice. You need quarterbacks in order to run all the drills. I, there'd be footballs being thrown all over the place if I was running training camp. I would bring five or six guys. The Browns used to do that uh, back in the day when they um, didn't have any real quarterbacks. They would bring in five, six guys and um, – I think that's really the right number. Uh, not all of them are superstars. A lot of them are people that are just not going to make the team, but we call those camp arms uh, just so you can have training camp. I think three quarterbacks should be carried on the 53-player roster. This, the Browns would not be the only team that carries three. You may think that they are. The Pittsburgh Steelers have always carried three quarterbacks, and they've always been three very good quarterbacks, uh, not just a throwaway uh, you know, uh, minimum salary type guys, um, including Joshua Dobbs, by the way, who was third string for years in Pittsburgh. I would also have a quarterback on the practice squad. Come on, there's 16 players on the practice squad. Quarterback's the most important position, according to everybody. At least one of them should be a quarterback. Um, and then uh, I wouldn't be afraid to make moves and to, uh, you know, if there's somebody on the cut list that appears, I would not be afraid to sign that guy uh, off somebody's cut list as well. Uh, what you, you know, you don't want to have a guy become intimately familiar with the playbook and so that he can act as a spy if, uh, you know, Cincinnati or Pittsburgh signs him or something. But you do want to have somebody that's familiar with the basic plays that are in your playbook. They can run the offense and they know your players. 
So probably something like 25 or 30 plays in the playbook that they run over and over and over and over again so that they can uh, enter the game in the case of an emergency and just run the basic offense, uh, run the same plays that every other NFL team does, but just run them well, run them with the Browns uh, players. And uh, that's, that's really what needs to be done. They should not have a situation where they have to bring in somebody uh, totally cold, give them three days of practice and throw them into the game. I think that's utterly stupid. It's foreseeable that you could have an injury situation when you've got uh, a running quarterback as your number one guy and you've got a, a guy that weighs 203 pounds as your number two guy. It's foreseeable that you could have an injury situation. It behooves you to have a well-stocked quarterback room. Uh, it's it's just good for the team all the way around. The Browns ought to do that. They ought to plan on it. Um, uh, once again, I point out in Greek mythology that the um, prophets were given the power to foretell the future by the gods, but the gods also cursed them by making sure that nobody would listen to them or believe what they said. And that's kind of the way I feel about the NFL, that they're unable to understand that they need depth at quarterback. I don't know why they think that way, but they do. And it's just so obvious that uh, the, they need to have quarterbacks that ha have reps uh, with, uh, with their team. They just need that. So. I'll leave you with that. Uh, everybody have a great day. Have a great week. Um, we'll talk again soon. Until then, God bless and go Browns.